Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is your official Arama spoiler warning. If you don't want to know what happens on episode 8, season 12 of ER... Um, a, what the fuck is it? Like you've, you've taken the whole spoiler thing too far. Too far. I got a thing to tell you about spoilers. I'll tell you in the episode, Mish. <laughs> and B, this is your spoiler warning. Otherwise, enjoy Mission Zach's Iyarorama. Peace. I hate the word. I Hello everyone and welcome to Dr. Mish and Dr. Zach's ER-arama. This is a podcast where each week we watch ER, <laughs> we report back on it. <laughs> but um, only a very little bit of a twist, ER. the, uh, the twist between this podcast and other ER-based podcasts is we only talk about the John Leguizamo episodes. Yeah. Um, because we're big Johnny Leg fans. Um, my name is Mish Wittrup. You might know me from uh, getting my tonsils removed in a hospital. Good. When I've, I've had a couple of times in a hospital, so you're going to ha- hear about all of them during the ER-arama period. Um, I got my tonsils removed when I was in year five, so I would have been 10, 11, 11. Uh, I'm joined as always by my medical Marvel friend, <laughs> Zachary Ruane, who you might know from. Uh, having croup once. Yeah. Is that that like croup where you, where you can't breathe? Yeah. I remember waking up one night and I couldn't breathe. That's petrifying. Yeah. And then I, then I went to the hospital and they had a computer there because I didn't have a computer in my house when I was that old. Mm. And on that computer was a program where you could like color in pictures and all it was, was you would like pick, pick the bit of the picture and then choose the color. And that was the entire program. And I just thought that was the fucking bee's knees. You know, the paint part of a computer when you go into paint. Yeah. That I used to spend so much time on paint when we got a computer as a kid. Oh, how cool are computers? I also, um, learnt the term master then Mm. because like on my form uh my parents like it was like you know mr mrs miss master and master being Mm. like what a a boy would be a master master, you know like Mm. master bruce yeah that's what they call what's the female equivalent of a master maybe it's miss is it no miss is more oh master as in like master zachary it's time for tea master is what you call a little boy yes instead of mr yes but I don't know what the female equivalent is. Because is Miss, like, for children? Mademoiselle? No, that's, no, that's French. French, eh? That's the, completely wrong. <laughs> um, master, 
It's hard for me to focus because I just found a hair coming out of the mole on my chin. It's hard for me to focus because my fucking podcast co-host <laughs> is picking at a fucking hair on their mole. It's huge. Can you see how long that is? Well, I couldn't, but I just, please stop. It's okay. the most full on thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> You're just like yanking at it with a finger. Like, I'm trying to pluck it. It won't come out. You can't pluck it with your finger. I'm sorry. Have I offended you? It's just really full on. I can't explain why. How is that full on? It. You're, so it's not Is the it because it's pulling the skin away from my face? It's Okay, so I think I'm a, like a bit funny about mole hair because I got a mole on my cheek. Yes. Right? And that, and it gets long hairs. Mm. But they kind of blend in with my beard. Is that now. a mole? Yeah, that's a mole. I always thought that was an ingrown that just never came out. An ingrown? Yeah. What? I always, that doesn't, you can't tell it's a mole. It just looks like an ingrown. What do you mean by an ingrown? Like you thought that was a, like a pimple? Yeah. That I just had for my entire life. Yeah. You don't have a pimple for your I entire life. I have an life. ingrown on my ankle. Look at this. See that? Yeah. That's an ingrown that's been there for like 10 years. Go to a doctor. I can't be fucked. <laughs> you gotta get that removed. I've just shown Zach a lump I have on my ankle. Why? It doesn't hurt. It does nothing. Sometimes it itches. <laughs> get it out. I can't be bothered. Get it out. I can't have you. Yeah, you it. can't burst it either. You can't pop it. It's too like. You need someone to go at that with a scalpel. You can film it, put it on TikTok. Oh, that's get good. get the numbers you've been dreaming of. Yeah. Um, Mish, you got to fucking deal with that. That's the most <laughs> fucked thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's quirky. I can't handle. I Things need to be excised from a body. Okay. I find satisfaction in things being plucked, mm. but I find great discomfort in things right. existing in there. Um, you need to get that removed if we're going to remain podcast. <laughs> it's on my to-do list. So the issue was is not with the hair in the mole because that, that makes me a pig. Now, the issue was is you were like yanking at it. Mm. But in a way that didn't appear like you were trying to remove the hair, it oh, just no, is literally just like your pulling your mole it's like you've <laughs> you've like taken hold of your mole hair and mm. you're just pulling at your mole no i'm trying to yank it it won't yeah, come out yeah you need tweezers i'll lend you some tweezers we're gonna have a great time but that's after this podcast okay deal deal um if how have you, you been that again i'm gonna fucking walk you really like hit my like. I'm not even joking. I never noticed that mole until like recently, recently, and I I thought it was a little ingrown. I really did. I yeah. I like it doesn't really look like a mole. It looks more like a freckle or a yeah. bump. Or, no, it is a little mole, and it has. If if I were to leave the hair, and sometimes I do because it kind of just barely just line, looks yeah. like it's my beard. Um, but it it's a big. It can be a big hairy. Do you mole. have any birthmarks? Uh, no. Me neither. No. Me neither. Mole hairs. I find mole hairs really confronting. Really? There's something about them. Apparently yeah. I was told, I don't know if this is an old wives tale, but if you get hair growing out of them, it means they're not cancerous. I've, yeah. I've, is that a thing? I don't know. I've heard lots of things about hair. Like I've heard that you shouldn't pluck it. I've had pimples underneath this one on my face. Yeah, Have too. you noticed this one before? No. You've not never until you were pulling face. at it. But it's quite predominant really. Yeah, but I've just never noticed. You've never... L- I've never noticed. What are you, that's like saying that you never noticed I had a nose. This is big. This is like a proper birth. Like this but is like a like beauty But it's like I've spot. never noticed it. Now, have I seen it? I'm sure I have. But have I noticed it? You're asking, have I noticed mm. it? 
And no, if you were to ask me to um, describe you to a, a like an like a police sketch artist, mm. I wouldn't have put a mole on your well, face. Well, up until des- today, I would have described your face as having a fucking ingrown on it. You're fucked, cunt. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, I was going to say something in the spoiler warning. Oh, I was watching a video. I came across a video on TikTok the other day where there was this guy, just this random dude, like, talking about, like, story structure. And it was in a university. I don't know if, like, like, I don't know what his deal was, right? Mm -hmm. But he was at the front of a lecture hall and Mm -hmm. he was talking about story structure. And he was talking about twists. And he was saying how, like, there's two different kinds of twists. Mm. And um, one of the kinds of twists is where you, like, um, anyway, there was a whole thing. It was a replacement twist. Great. It's like where you think one thing's going to happen and it's the same thing structurally, but it's a different person or it's a different thing. And he was saying how you can do it right and how you can do it wrong. He was like, basically you want, he was like, people get mad at replacement twists. um, But people, he was like, people get mad at replacement twists um, unless you make a subtle and clever effort to make the audience not want the thing that's about to happen, happen. So he was like, if you're going to replace a character, if if you're doing a romantic comedy and you, and everyone thinks that these two people are going to get together, but in fact, at the end, they get uh, the main character gets together with someone else. He was like, that's a replacement twist. And, and he was like, and the, the, I, I can't remember. I don't know how I absorbed all of this. This was just one of the thousand. Like in the wedding singer. The wedding singer. (laughs) Yeah. No, they're meant to get together. Oh, but it looks like she's going to end up with... Um, yeah, but no more like... Um, that other guy. He talked about um, while you were sleeping. Oh, uh, yeah, Which yeah, I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, yeah. But where you think it's going one way. Oh, or, while you were or, sleeping is such a good movie. Do you know a good... Do you know a good... This is a different example, oh. but but I think the fact that... Um, uh, my best friend's wedding also has a bit of a, you think it's going to go one way and it doesn't. Yeah. Um, anyway. And he was saying like, it's a repl- he was like, and what you want to do is you want the audience to start to feel uncomfortable with the expected path. You want them to start to go, no, 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 don't go there. So then when you bring in the replacement twist, it, it's a relief to them because mm-hmm. they think it. Anyway, I was like, that's all very interesting. And then he goes, he was like, the best example of this, in my opinion, is the film while you were sleeping. Mm. In a lecture hall, a film from 30 years ago, mm. he says, uh, uh, where he's teaching story structure. So mm. the people in the audience presumably want to learn how to write stories. Yeah. And someone goes, spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think. Who's holding off to watch while you were sleeping? It is an excellent film, but I don't think anyone's like, man, I've been meaning to watch that. I don't want to know the surprise twist. It's like, you got to, like, if you want to learn how to do this, you got to learn that you're going to just have a few twists ruined. Yeah, bad. And look, while you were sleeping, to me, didn't have the biggest twist. That was a fairly predictable twist. But also, it's like, I feel like, like, that's just an example of spoiler culture gone uh, a frisson too far. Yeah. Do like, you know? Do you know an excellent twist in a movie? Spoiler. Spoiler. Um, have you seen Identity? Um, no, I haven't. And you know what? Here's. I can't believe you haven't seen hi, that. Hi, I'd like me to introduce you to uh, another one of my identities. Um, 
hypocrite because I don't want you to spoil it. <laughs> I will not spoil it. You need to watch the movie. But I think I know it. I think no, I'm- but it is the kind of movie, and I don't think this is giving anything away that um, you think the twist has happened, but then the twist happens. Ah, oh, I love that. Well, yeah, it, it is giving something away. But- no, but there's multiple twists. There's multiple twists in this. I film. love a double twist. I love a double twist. A double twist. Do you know what I hate? Sounds I like hate a twist cream. that doesn't work. Oh you yeah, ever no seen one the likes- film? Have you ever seen the horror film High Tension? Have you ever seen Righteous Kill? <laughs> Which one's Righteous Kill? A uh, movie with Al Pacino and oh, yeah. Robert De Niro and John Leguizamo. Yeah, this changes nothing. Yeah, it changed nothing. But um, have you ever seen the film High Tension? No. So that's a... Uh, it might have a different name. in like it might, That might be one of its names. It's a French horror film. Really full on. I remember watching High it when tension. I was a teenager and just being like, nah, this is a bit much. <laughs> Um, but it's also like one of the most intense horror. Oh my God. It looks so full on. Yeah. It's also called switchblade romance. Um, a beautiful young French woman travels out to the country to visit her family and brings along her friend Marie. Soon after they get settled in the secluded home, Alex's parents are brutally attacked by a psychotic truck driver. It's full on. It's very like, you know, does it have a good twist? No, it has. Why'd like, you bring this movie up? So, well, I. B- Sorry, that was of, so aggressive. <laughs> because it has a bad twist, I think. Oh. It's a really incredibly intense film. It's one of the most, whether it's good or not, I can't, I haven't seen it in so long, right? Mm. Um, it's like, you know how people talk about how in, how fucked up Texas Chainsaw Massacre is? Yes. And then you watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre mm-hmm. and it's not as fucked up as people remember it. There's yes. a couple of moments, but you actually don't see much. This is a movie that is as fucked up as people think Texas Chainsaw Massacre is. Like, you just see a yep. lot of stuff. It's like, wow. But it's incredibly tense. And then the twist at the end, while you're watching it, is like, holy fuck. I really? did not see that coming. That is the best twist ever. And then the movie finishes and you're like, oh my God, how did I not see that coming? And then you're like, oh, because they literally gave me no hints. And because there are oh, moments so in the no film, one, okay. there are moments in the film that it doesn't work. Like there's this, like, it's like this twist that you're like, wait a second. How did that scene happen? Mm. How did that scene happen? Like, do you know what I mean? Like yes, I know how, exactly how, what you mean. How did these... Oh, I hate that. I'm trying to think if I can think of other examples. Yeah. it's There's not like... It, it's like... One, it's just like... Oh, it's such a shame because it's such a good film. And it's such a good twist. Is it scary? The film? Yeah. Yeah. It's called High Tension for a reason. <laughs> yeah, how awful would it be if it was called High Tension and it was like a bit it, drab? It, it is from... Look, I haven't seen it in a very long time, but it is a very tense film. Like, mm. it's very, it's like the whole film is like, oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. This fucking truck driver. Do you know what movie had a shit twist? Grease. What was the twist there? Like that she, she goes bad for yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Very crook message. Yeah. Super crook, but also just a shit twist. Like. Also, everyone Like the thinks- reveal that like, oh, now she's bad. It's like. All right. Like, Everyone that's what it took. Like, that movie, if, what, if you were to ask most people what's the last song in Greece, mm. they would say- We go together. Well, no, I reckon most people would say it's um, 
It's the, the I got chills. They're multiplying because that's where it should end. It should be like fuck the end. Mm. That movie has the like the most incredible final song in I Got Chills. They're multiplying, mm. and then they're like, wow, the end. Let's get in a car and fly to the sky. We go together. I like Grease, don't get me wrong. Like, I do enjoy it. But without a doubt, one of the most underrated songs in that musical, no one ever talks about it, is Rizzo's There Are Worse Things I Could Do Than Go With a Boy or Two. Do you know why I think I don't remember that song? Is because I. I have a distinct feeling that my sisters would fast forward it because it was the boring bit. But it's not. It's this beautiful moment where you realise Rizzo, who's the mean, bitchy one, um, like basically says, like, I'm a damaged, I'm a damaged bitch. Mm. She might as well just be like, I'm a damaged little bitch. I love Rizzo. <laughs> I'm a damaged. I wish that song was called I'm a damaged little bitch. Yeah, I, d- I doubt they would, they would call it that. But to cry and she basically says like, I could like worse than there are worse things I could do than the way I'm acting. And one of them is to cry and be vulnerable in front wow, of you. Wow. That's beautiful. There are like, to, but to cry, the, to cry in front of you would be the worst thing I could do. That's Oh, that's so nice. Isn't it? Stockard Channing was like 40 when that. Movie was and out. do you know what I was going to say about Rizzo is she's <laughs> up there with Dawson for like cunts too old to play a teenager in the history oh, big time in Stop. the annals of like cunt too old to play a teenager what about a, a kaniki with rizzo's oh, he was like a like a old man <laughs> yeah it's really full on it's also like have you noticed that teen well no euphoria is they're looking pretty old but they look younger in euphoria than they do on on that it's why season one of skins i think was so good because the cast looked like 16-year-olds. And the season three. Like, they, 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 the way they recast. Season I, one and two were particularly good, though. Yeah, because they, they got a little, like, little um, uh, slicker. Yeah. Season three skins, you know, I don't want to say it because they're 16, mm. but I was closer in age then. They were, like, a little more put together. Yeah. They had the, like, gangliness mm. of teens in the first season. I still stand by that the end of season two, that final scene... When it's to MGM. Oh, yeah, yeah. Incredible. It was final, so good. The final. Does Ducassi and Sid find each other? Do you know the the final, the final, the season finale of season one, when they all start singing? Oh. 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 Anyway, um, we're here to talk about ER. Yes, we are here to talk about ER. I, sh- I should write a poem. Okay. <laughs> but I didn't. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. So I'll do my intro and then I uh, guess we'll talk about ER. Yeah. <clears throat> I think my intro is a bit long, so I was... That's okay. Today we are discussing episode eight of season 12 of ER, in which a plane crashes in the middle of fucking Chicago. 
The episode starts with Third Rock from the Sun going on holidays, leaving Velma from Scooby-Doo as the most senior nurse. Meanwhile, Bendit Like Beckham is doing a ride-along with Full House in his ambulance for I don't know what reason. Then a plane blows up in the sky and crashes right in the middle of Chicago, and everyone's like, oh, it's going to be busy. The rest of the episode cuts between the crash site and, obviously, the ER. At the AR, all hands are on deck. Liar Liar and Practical Magic come into work after just having sex despite not having shifts that day. Legs is trying to set up triage out the front despite Practical Magic being a bit of a cunt about it. Meanwhile, Velma <laughs> asks Vax that the lady she fired and when Third Rock comes back, she's like, good job, Velma, you made the right call. At the crash site, Battle Rap host from 8 Mile goes there to help. And also, Bendit Like Beckham is there because she was with Ambulance, which is lucky, hey, that she did that on the day that the aeroplane crashed into them, hey. She goes into a burning building to save a kid, even though there's heaps of firefighters there that could do that better and heaps of dying people that need a doctor. Like, real, real, like a real know-your-strengths moment. Serena Williams plays Alice Watson, the distraught mother of the aforementioned boy. It is an intense role, and it's weird that it's Serena Williams, and that's what I will spend the rest of the episode talking about. What about John? Who's John? I, I see my joke here is that you did Serena is that Williams. Normally, that's when I'd say John Leguizamo yeah. plays this part. He's at the triage. Legs is at the triage, and Practical Magic. Mm-hmm. Practical Magic just won't get off his back. Practical Magic is being a real dick. I don't like Practical Magic in this at all. But I think he's just... I think we've known Practical Magic for a while. I think... I I, I would be curious to hear your thoughts on Practical Magic after we go back to season one. Maybe. In our but no, I, I, I'm... To me, Practical Magic is McDreamy. Right? Mm. If we have to do a, you know, side by side. Mm. And I'm just not enjoying... What the trajectory he's been on the last four episodes. Yeah, and he's very like he's very he's really going. At- and I'm really keen. I love Liar Liar. Yeah, I'm really liking what she's about. And but and the thing is as well is there's a whole tone of like Johnny Legs and and um, Third Rock from the Sun. They're like I think new, and they're like we need to fucking fix this place up. Mm. They're they're still running like it's the nineties. Um, and then practical magic, his position is like, you got to ingratiate yourself with the team. You've got to see how it is. We do things before you like shake things up too much. Mm. It's a bit of a, you know, difference of opinion, but yeah, it's a lot of ego. And, a lot of ego. And one of them is Johnny Legs. So who are we going to go for? Oh, Team Johnny Legs. I'd like, Clemente. let us know, let us know in like over Instagram probably or Twitter, whatever. Are you Team Clemente or are you, you Team Practical Magic? This because I'm interested to know yeah. if anyone, based on his like, because I'm not gonna, I'm gonna start watching it, yeah, but I know I'm gonna end at season six. I just know, I know me, and I know that's what's gonna happen. You know so gonna I'm probably happen? not gonna deal with a lot of Practical Magic, and I want to know if Practical Magic is a liked character on ER. Uh, do you know what's gonna happen for me? Is I'm gonna start watching it with with Annie, my partner, and then I'm gonna go off to like Brisbane to do a show or two or something, and I'll come back and she'll be on season eleven. Mm. I'll be like, well, 
You watched all the good ones. Well, see, but it's nice that you can watch this with your partner because my partner and I watch stuff together. We're really into Drag Race. I've talked about that a lot. I've also gotten him into Survivor, which I really respect. And we also watch some documentaries from time to time. We watched The Tinder Swindler last night. It was very good. Keep in mind that this episode was recorded when that The Tinder Swindler had only been out. Thing. It's a big thing. Yeah. yeah um, now like, everyone's probably over it. Now everyone's watching The Whizbanger. The Whizbanger. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I first met the whiz banger, <laughs> I thought this is the most charming man I've ever met. <laughs> Little did I know his secret. <laughs> the whiz banger. What's the whiz? I just said whiz banger. Because okay. those were the words that came out of my mouth. It's good. And then I thought I'd just keep riffing. I don't know if I'd be able to convince my partner to watch ER with me. I don't know if it's for him. He's really into fucking NBA 2K at the moment. I know. And I'm like, I could just go upstairs and watch ER in my office. Mm. But then I don't ever see my partner, Zach. I need to come into the podcast with this very personal advice. Well, I mean, I don't know. I can't really help you. I've just been a bit bullheaded and I really want to watch more movies. So I've just been like. I basically say to Annie now, I'm like, my only request is that we watch a movie. You can choose it. That's nice. And then she Do you chooses tend to have it. The same- and I go, how about instead of that, we watch the Animatrix and then we spend two hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. I mean, no, like my partner and I watch similar things, but I just, I know I really want to start ER. Once we've finished this ER-orama... I'm going to want to watch ER and Annie, I just know that it's not going to be his thing. And he really, really, really likes the sort like I, if I watch a thing, I have to watch it. Right. And he really, really likes TV as background noise. So mm. she really likes network television. She's been watching a show called New Amsterdam, which is just like it's a medical show. It's like a contemporary medical show. It's yeah. like, you know how last week we talked about all the good writers went to mm-hmm. like, this is, this, this is one they're making right now. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's good enough, but it's also like, it's weird for shows like that to still exist, you know? Um, anyway, and she quite likes that. So then I was like, well, if she likes this new Amsterdam show, surely she'll like ER. Yeah. And she does, right? But yes, but I was like, I have to like, just put it on. Mm. So I just put this episode on today. This was the one we watched together. Mm. I just like put it on. And I was like, do you mind if I put this on? And she was like, yeah, sure. And then like, yeah, it was like, I think at some point, I think it was about the the burning airplane in the middle of Chicago. She was like, hey, this is pretty good. And I was mm. like, yes, that's 15 fucking, se- 16 fucking seasons of television we can watch together. Oh, that's so nice that you found that. I tried to watch X-Files, but I think the problem with X-Files is season one sets it up, which can be a bit tiresome mm. and I only got through like four or five episodes where I was like I'm a bit bored I love X-Files but I think X-Files would have been a better show if it got made not now mm. I think if X-Files had been made 2000s mm. do you know what I mean yeah. like if it had been an AMC show did you ever see did you ever watch Oz no I never watched Oz Oz was great and what really pissed me off was a guy a friend of mine said he wished that Oz had been made now or like a few yeah. years ago and I couldn't disagree more. Yeah, because sometimes it's like um, Twin Peaks 
is a really good example. I never watched that. So I love it. I talk about it a lot. But Twin Peaks has this real, like people talk about how cinematic it is, Mm -hmm. but actually part of what's so special about it is how much it feels like a 90s show. It's like, Mm. it's very interesting and weird and beautifully shot and all of these like interesting things. Mm. But there's also a layer that it feels a bit like Dallas or a bit like, like there's just like it, it's kind of less like imagine the movies on the small screen, like Sopranos was like, Mm -hmm. I feel like Sopranos was like, well, fuck, if we could explore characters in this depth over three hours of Godfather, imagine 10 years. Yeah. Right. Like Sopranos is a movie made long. Mm Mm-hmm. Whereas Twin Peaks is like, imagine if we got someone as interesting as this David Lynch guy and we got him to work on essentially a soap. Very cool. That's my thing about that. I do need to get into Twin Peaks. Um, you only need do you know to watch what one and a half seasons because then it goes. Do you know what 90s show I thought of today? Can I guess? Yep. But I'll tell you. A 90s show that I thought of today that I have not thought of in forever Okay. I definitely watched episodes, but I remember nothing about it, and I really want to rewatch. You can ask me three questions. Um, is it a drama? Yeah. Uh, does it have any kind of supernatural element? No. Uh, is it teen? Teen I, drama? I'm going to say yes. Is it about teenagers? Yes. 90s. I want to say Dawson's Creek. Same vein, but earlier. Earlier. Not 90210. No, around that time. What was the other one? There was another one. Fuck. It's not Melrose Place. Those are the only ones I can think of. Teens. Teens. No. Think Nev Campbell. Oh. Um, and Party of Five. Yes. Do you know they made a new party of five? No, they didn't. Yeah, they they rebooted it, and it was about the parent. It was a, um, uh, the parents were like maybe Mexican or Salvadorian or like they were South American, I think. And Ice comes and takes the parents and sends them back to South America. Jesus. And then the kids who have lived their whole life in America get to stay, but the parents have gone to South America, mm. which is a really interesting way to reboot that show yes it is because isn't the premise of party of five that they're all siblings and the parents are dead yeah but this one is the parents and have been sent back so the parents are still alive but they're in another country and they can't come in which i think is a really like i go yeah yeah that's a way to do a reboot did that not do well that reboot no i don't well party of five was really popular and i really want to watch it again because i feel like that came out in 1994 and I was six. Did it? Yeah. I was six when that show came out. And I remember yeah. my sister, who was eight or nine at the time, watched it a bit, but also not hugely because, it, like, she was also a bit young for it. Yeah. But I just remember it being around and it was in all the TV Hits magazines. It's an older sister kind it was, of show. When TV Hits was a thing, yeah. Party of Five was on the cover all the time. TV and oh, Dolly Magazine loved Party of Five. So why the cast of Scream and Scream Two is brilliant because they were just like, let's we can't get like t- movie people because like that was the era of mm. like, you know, they were lucky to get Drew Barrymore. 
Well, that was Drew Barrymore's first role in the after rehab and stuff, wasn't Do it? Do you know that Drew Barrymore was originally going to play Nev Campbell's part? I did know that. And then she um, had commitments, so uh. then they moved. But I think it's so much better for... Yeah. It's iconic. The, her role is iconic. It's, it's it's up there with Psycho in mm. terms of like, what? Yeah. Could you imagine watching that film? For yeah, the first, the first time. time and not knowing anything. Thinking Drew Barrymore's going to be a lead yeah. and then that happens. You'd just be like, holy fuck, what am I in for? sick but um but part of the genius was like they were like because horrors up until that point had like b-list like actors Mm. with no-name actors right but they were like well we can't get hollywood act we can't get the movie actors let's just get people that are big from tv yeah and they have their profiles teenagers love those actors they're keen to get into movies because tv Mm. was a bit dirty then and that's the whole show is like tv people so good we should probably talk about er how about Serena Williams? So here's my thing, right? <laughs> I saw Serena Williams in the opening titles. I saw her name and I'm like, Oh, I, I missed it. So, so, and I was like, um, what is Serena Williams? It was like one first thought was, is that an actress with, and with unfortunately has the same name as mm. the most famous tennis player, one of the most famous tennis players of all time. Mm. And then I was like, or is Serena Williams a really big ER fan? I thought maybe ER was like really big at the time, which it was, Mm. you know, and I thought maybe Serena Williams is a big ER fan and it's just like a cute little cameo. No. So I was sitting here. I just went on this really weird journey where I was like, I'm thinking this is going to be like, you know, like all those shows they'll, if, oh fuck, Serena Williams wants to be in it. We'll just have her be a cute little, yeah, like bomb, bomb story, Mm -hmm. like. Um, oh, this this tennis person or like, oh, you know, nothing too challenging. So here I am expecting at some point there's going to be a patient with a cute little story. And really, it was just an opportunity for Serena Williams, who's a big fan, to do a cameo on a show she likes. We're in the middle of a burning fucking fire. Like we've got an airplane in the middle of the streets of Chicago. And then Serena Williams, tennis star, runs up and it's like, my baby, my baby's in a building. It's on fire. And she's got a daughter with her who's screaming. She's She's got blood on her. You have to say, and I'm like, oh. She's acting. She's really going for it. Yeah. Now, I didn't notice that Serena Williams was in the opening title. Yeah. So what was your journey? I looked at her and I went, "Where, where do I know her? I was like, I know her from somewhere. And I was like. She's not an actor, though. Where do I know? And I was like, how am I going to find who this random... So I found it. And you can find anything on the interwebs. The internet is amazing. Um, And then it was like, it's Serena Williams. I was like, shut the fuck up. That is Serena Williams. But then I looked up. I'm like, why is she doing ER? Oh, I was and she's acting. An and it turns out she's done bit parts in a lot of stuff. So like, she wanted- not a lot, a lot. But I mean, she was in My Wife and Kids. She was in Law and Order. She did an episode of that where she played a character named Chloe. Uh, she was also in Avatar The Last Airbender TV series and Drop Dead Diva. Wow. Um, and Ocean's 8, where she played herself. But previous to that, like, she'd done little acting bit parts, which is fascinating. So Serena Williams wanted to be an actor. But also in 2005, she was probably doing a lot of tennis. Like, I don't yeah. know a lot, of, but she would have been, like, yeah. a tennis star, right? Yeah. Like, I know she's been doing tennis for a long time, but 2005, she would have been, like, yeah. still smashing it. Yeah. But it looks like Serena Williams enjoys acting. Yeah. And holds up. Like, she did good. Like, she was fine. She was fine. She's solid enough. Yeah, she wasn't like, oh, that's a person who's trying to act. They've gotten in a famous person. They're not very good at what they're doing. She She also wasn't like, um, like, it was just like, 
She got a little wind pot. Yeah. It was so fucking distracting. Yes, it was, that's the right word because there was so much going on and uh, the drama of ER is just so thick. And then Serena Williams comes out just acting her little titties off. It was it was an odd episode as well. Like it's I feel like strange. it was one of those things where if this episode was in isolation, mm. if this was the only thing that happened... Um, I, I'll, I'll give them the pass, mm-hmm. but like the fact that this is like in the middle, like not even the middle, like the, a third of the way into a season, it's not a season finale. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's just like a plane crashes in the middle of Chicago. Yeah. Like that's a big event. That's a massive event. Like the episode before was about a pretty full on sort of thing, but it's like that would happen every couple of weeks in a hospital in a major city. You'd have... F- interesting complex Mm -hmm. stories you wouldn't have an airplane crash in the middle of chicago very often yeah and then i was reading apparently there was a helicopter crash one season before (laughs) that's so funny they love they love an airplane crash in medical dramas yeah they do they do really really enjoy that this particular episode for anyone who's playing along at home uh, was written by someone named virgil williams Mm. uh, who writes for criminal minds uh, quite a bit, just so you know. I, oh, my- wait, no, they produced that. They produced the episode. It was written by someone named Joe Sachs, uh, who in CIS Los Angeles loves it. Um, There's definitely a layer as well. Like um, there was a funny bit in this one because it's such a, like, I feel like a crash in the middle of a city is like weeks mm. of what, oh, mm. like what does this mean for the city? Yeah. I feel like it would be intense off the wall. Like the ER would be fucked for mm-hmm. days. Days. The hospital would be the fucked. The long-term effects of this. Yeah. On the, the ho- economy. Yeah. Like on the, on just on the vibe of people. Yeah. Like what, what, I don't think we ever got to why the plane blew up. No. They did. They threw terrorists out there at one point. But like, there was never any. Which, and I don't know if that was because it was terrorism and they didn't want to be tasteless, or mm. or if like they just didn't bother getting yeah. to that, right? And I was like, wow, this is like a game changer. But then, like at the end of the episode, like there was just this like cute little scene between liar liar and practical magic, yeah. where they were like, oh, tough day. Anyway, I like you. Like, oh, stop it. <laughs> And I was like, are you fucking kidding oh, me? There was some weird An moments airplane in that. crashed in the middle of so, fucking uh, Chicago. We came off the end of last week's episode. If you haven't listened to it, go back and have a listen. Oh, Where- unless, unless you listen to the trigger warning. Then, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's why that's you didn't true, listen. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that's fine. Um, that was full drama, very heavy. And very this real. One, very real. Yeah, this. So I came into this going, wow, they really fucking pump up the drama. And there was, and real, real. And I was like, cool. I went to watch it and they, they still had it because there's a big fucking plane crash in Chicago. But they're like, okay, well, let's take the Shane West and 14-year-old Kat Denning story and turn it back into the bum, 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 bum story. Because Kat Denning's like- Is now in love with Shane yeah, West. Yeah, and she's like, oh, come on. Let's go on a secret date. And he's like, are you kidding me? Get out of here. Yeah, and she's like, but I love you. And she like calls after him and he's like, oh, this is so embarrassing. With the tone of like- I'm busy with the plane crash. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, 
Like, it's just it's very funny. I'm really interested to know what happens with that Shane West and Kat Denning storyline because I would love to think that one day the, the ER is just, like, inundated with cops that take him away. <laughs> and then they truly address what it is he did to that poor Kat Dennings. Anyway. So full on. So that was, that was also, like, a little element. Was Johnny in this one that much? He was at – so he was at the triage and it was just sort of – the tension between Johnny and, and Practical Magic. Practical Magic was was I don't think he had much else. Like I'm also gathering that he's quite fond of not like on, on a professional level of Bend It Like Beckham because she came in with her hand inside someone's chest and he was like, "That's amazing what you've done here." She did some yeah, that was cool. Her that was full on. It was a full on episode for Bend It Like Beckham because. Oh, aside, Bend It Like Beckham has a husband yeah. who's also a doctor in Iraq for the army. But yeah. Uncle Jesse from Full House, Full House. fancies himself some, a bit of Bend It Like Beckham. And he's cute. So, oh, he's so, so cute. So because he's cute, it's cute the way he just can, like just does not let does not let her say no. <laughs> it's just this unrelenting. So she'll come to work mm-hmm. and he'll just be like, I go, out, go, for dinner go for out for dinner. And she says, no. And he's like, what about this? She goes, no. He teases her. He, 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 I don't think he's ever talking to her about her work. Mm. He doesn't know anything about her. But it's 2005 and it's John Stamos. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all. And so the like, audience is cute. probably just like, oh, come on, bend it like Becky. <laughs> and she's always like got a little smile. Yeah. And it's very funny because like from our perspective, it's just like, Hey, she said no. Mm. And she'll be taking you to HR. If you keep it up with this. (laughs) (laughs) She's great in this though. Yeah. Like she's, she's, um, she's pretty fucking phenomenal in this show. But this, this episode is what I will say is it, it sold me as like, I want to watch all of ER. Mm. It also sold me and it got a bit silly by season 12. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was silly early on. I, I don't think it would. I don't think there are very many shows on any genre that can last up to twelve seasons without getting a bit fucked. Yeah, like there aren't many. Any, if you think of any show that's kind of gone beyond the season eight point, mm. it always gets a little bit silly. It gets a little wobbly. A little wobbly. Like I always think of the nanny. Yeah. Right. The nanny to me was such a fucking brilliant sitcom. Like. So funny. Fran Drescher, it was it was a very, like, one of, like, a big, that show really kind of changed my perception on comedy and stuff like that as a little kid. Like, yeah. I thought she was so funny. And the whole thing that made that show so fucking great was this amazing relationship between Fran Drescher's character, Fran Fine, and Mr. Sheffield. Yeah. And it was the tension. This, like, very I Love Lucy or whatever, but, like, that sexual tension between a boss and the nanny. And she was this, like, really vivacious, fun-loving, full of life, you know, from Queens. And he was this upper-class, hard-working, stern English guy. And when the show went to shit was when they got married and when they became a relationship because the the show's over. Like, well, then the show's over. Then Then it becomes the wife. Yes. And that whole, like, and anyway... I think with medical dramas, there's a certain point where it does push to silly. You get your musical episodes, you get your plane crash in the middle of Chicago. Do you know what it is with a medical drama? I think a medical drama can do one, one, like, 
earth-shattering event at the A hospital. season? Full stop. Wow. Then, from the second one on, that's when it goes silly. I think with medical dramas, you get one a season. Okay. And the reason is, is because medical dramas are meant to be a little bit heightened and a bit silly. They're not meant to be uber realistic. Well, I but re- I think ER is. Okay. But I think like... Yeah, I, you're not going to get a musical episode in ER. No. Uh, but I think like... So I think that... Uh, and I should be clear here. I don't necessarily even think this plane crash counts as one. It's close to one. I think it is one because it's in the city, right? But I think like, 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 um, you talk about the musical episode a lot. Isn't there like a, a mass shooting that happens at a the A man hospital? comes in with a gun and shoots a whole bunch of people and a whole bunch of like regular characters on Grey's Anatomy. Like a mass shooting? Yeah. Like you, you can only do that and nothing else. <laughs> You can't do a hospital that has had a mass shooting and like a boating and a bomb <laughs> and a bomb. Like they had a bomb. Yeah. Did they well, no, bomb? there was this amazing episode, I think in like season two or something where a guy has a bomb in his chest and Christina Ritchie is holding that bomb. Yeah. And McDreamy, I think says to Christina Ritchie, if you let go of that bomb, that bomb is going to detonate. Episode, yeah. And then Christina Ritchie spends the entire episode freaking out and then finally just goes, I can't do this, I can't do this, and let goes of the let goes of let let's go of the bomb. But Meredith Grey has grabbed the bomb before yeah. she has, so Meredith Grey is now holding the bomb. And that's McDreamy's love interest. Yeah. And she is now holding this bomb that if she lets go, it's gonna detonate. That's a it's a very good episode to tell. It's su- it is supremely entertaining. That like that's the only time you can't then do a, a mass shooting. Why? Because that's when it gets silly. But what's wrong with it being a bit silly? Great. Then it's a bit silly. <laughs> it just becomes a different thing. If you don't want your so show, if you don't want your show to be a bit silly. Mm. Because I know Grey's Anatomy is a bit silly now, but when it started, I don't think it was a bit silly. Mm. It had Sandra Oh in it from Sideways, for yeah. God's sake. Yeah. It was like, like an, like, it wasn't silly. It was like a, it wasn't ER, like it wasn't gritty, but it was kind of the idea of, I think of it was like, th- like. This is how a hospital operates. And this is what it is to be a young doctor. Mm. Although there was that very funny, remember Scrubs? Um, there's this very funny bit in Scrubs, whatever, whatever our thoughts are on Scrubs. There was this very funny bit in Scrubs where, um, in later Scrubs where they were like, he was like, Hey, do you want to go do this? And she's like, Oh yeah, but I have to be finished by 8.30 cause I really want to get home to watch, um, Grey's Anatomy. And he's like, Oh, I love that show. And she's like, yeah, it's like they took our lives and put it on TV. <laughs> With the Scrubs thing, it's dated for sure, and it's not great. But that's a good dig. Yeah, but there are some things that came out of Scrubs that were very funny. Yeah. Um, I will also say that "Dreaming of You" by the Coral, which is a song that played when uh, what the fuck was Zach Braff's character? Zach Braff hooks up with yeah, um, girl from Roseanne. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and that song plays, and it's a fucking good song, and I it was my ringtone. 
Oh. Dreaming of You by The Coral was my ringtone for a while. No, I loved Scrubs. I loved Scrubs. And I loved that dig. I thought that That's dig. That's very funny. It was very, very Do you remember sharp. the Brendan Fraser episode of Scrubs? No. I cried in that. Oh my God. I'll watch that. That yeah. sounds great. Do I people s- not like Scrubs because it's a bit crook now? No, everything's crook. So why don't people like Scrubs? Uh, I think they find it a little twee. Like it's a little like... Um, what at the time felt like a really bold, like bold blending of drama and comedy. We've seen things that do it a lot more. Oh, who cares then? Scrubs was fine. I think it's a little like, like I would, I'm not saying this is the criticism. I haven't watched Scrubs in 10 years, but I think the criticism is that it's a little cloying. It, okay. it, what at the time seemed like, oh, this show is really funny, but then also really serious. Mm. In hindsight, it, it's closer to like that full house. It's a comedy, but it sometimes moralizes. Yeah, yeah. Um, is how people, that's the criticism. Okay. Hey, but if you're Zach Brown and you're never listening a- right now, mm. I think your girlfriend is really cool and I want to hang out with her. So, well, no you're closer shade. in age to his girlfriend than he is. So, <laughs> let's stop throwing shade at Zach Braff because I want to be friends with her sometime. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's. Just in case it ever gets back to Zach Braff. She just seems really cool. She just seems really fucking cool. I want to be friends with her. And if that means being friends with Zach Braff. She's probably really mature for her age. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Anyway, um, I don't fucking, I never, I was never a diehard Scrubs fan, but like. You love Scrubs. You remember when not before I was like, oh, it doesn't hold up. And you were like, I love it. And I hate that everyone says it's problematic. That's what you said. That's not what happened. We, I could play it back. You were like, I play was it like, back, Tom. No, Tom, no, go back. No, don't play it back because people have just listened to it and they know the joke I'm doing. No, that's fine, Tom. Play back what just happened. Are we? That's very repetitive. Let's get a lose <laughs> listeners. Tom, don't do that. Okay, Tom, don't do that. Tom, if you've done it, cut it out. Now. Yeah, you can cut it now. Um, I'm joking, Mish. But here's the joke. Um, you were like, I was like, um, oh, I think Scrubs doesn't like hold up according to some people. And you're like, oh, is that because they think it's problematic? Oh, you can't say anything anymore. Mm. And that's what the you PC said. police, the PC police. And then you said, I'm, I love Ben Shapiro. <laughs> I said, I love it for, I hate women. You're like, yeah. And I love Milo Yiannopoulos. And I think hunting is for everyone. Okay. (laughs) You didn't say that. Why are you saying that now? (laughs) I just thought I should reveal my true self. Yeah. That's the real Mish. How hot is Ben Shapiro? (laughs) (laughs) Ben Shapiro is so funny. If you ever want to laugh, I think I've recommended this on this podcast before. Go watch Ben Shapiro getting interviewed by the BBC. Yeah, oh, it's so funny. Oh, good, 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 good. Ben, good. I got, I fell into a big, deep Ben Shapiro hole, and I never got out. I love him. You love. I love Mish Ben Wittrup Shapiro. Loves Ben Shapiro. And I also want to throw it out there: I'm still totally loving Third Rock from the Sun in ER. I love Third oh, Rock. Third from Rock the Sun. from the Sun in ER. Yeah, yeah. she's great. Yeah, she's great. But she's, also, she's... how good was Third Rock from the Sun? I can't remember it. John yeah. Lithgow. Who is a brilliant actor. Yeah. That would have been a very, very good um, podcast person we could have done. John Lithgow. Yeah, a little obvious. I don't think so. We would have had to watch a lot of Dexter. He was only in one season. Oh, yeah. We would have only had to watch one season of Dexter. But we could have watched Footloose. 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 We were going to do a quick podcast. And How we're long was that? And we 15 minutes in. All right. Well, let's stop. I give... It's very funny, though, because, like, uh, we were going to do a quick podcast and... And we're 50 minutes in. And usually if we were going to do a quick podcast and we're 50 minutes in, 
it's because it's there's like there's like we've talked about nothing. We're riffing, you know. Can you remember anything we've talked about today? Literally, when I realised we were fifty minutes in, it was because I was looking at the clock, like we're singing Footloose. Like I don't care how far in we are, we got to wrap this up. I oh, we've gone over. This one goes back to three and a half Leguistamos for me. Wow! Oh my God! Whiplash. You, you just, you've gone straight to the yeah. star. I'm sorry, everyone. This is a rough one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving it three and a half leg with Starmos. Last week it got four. It just loses one because we didn't get as much of the legs and there wasn't a lot of complexity to what he was doing in this episode. Mish, I give it three and a half leg with Starmos as well. I thought it was a great fun episode. I loved uh, Serena Williams. I keep going to say Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez was not in this. No, she would have been too young to be in this. Mm. She would have only been like 13 at the time. Yeah. Um, no, Selena Gomez. Oh, if this was, a, we were giving it um, um, Starina Williams's. Starina Williams's. Williams's. Five. <laughs> this I is would a, say like a really good game of tennis would be like a five Starinas. No, but this is this gets is, five Starinas. I give it three and a half Starinas. Nah, five Starinas for But me. I give it three and a half Johns. It was a great episode of television. Very compelling. It stretched my, the credulity a little bit. I yeah. don't know why she was in the ambulance. I don't know why she went in to the burning building. <laughs> you okay? <clears throat> Zach's choking. I just choked on my own spit. Okay, on that happy note, Zach... <laughs> I'll see you later, mate. Tom, can you please play the theme music for Party of Five? That's what I want to hear. Um, And everybody, have a great week and stay out of that ER. See you next ER. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.